There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Austin Powers, he's the man for you. Hello, cheeky monkeys. We are hosting a live screening of Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery at the Golden Age Cinema on August 16th at 8.30pm and that is all the information. (laughs) (laughs) Please come along. The tickets are almost sold out and I do want to correct when we say live screening it is not a performance. We are going to be playing every character in front of Mm -hmm. the screen while the movie plays like The Room or uh, Rocky Horror Sing along to all your favourite songs from Austin Powers. (laughs) (laughs) Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
We do indeed. We're joined by one of our dear friends. You know him from content. It's Ben Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Ben Jenkins. How are you? Put Thanks for that joining us. On my tombstone. <laughs> yeah. And can I just say, on behalf of everyone at the Mike Check Republic, Congrats on all the content. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's uh, That means a lot. You're making some great stuff. Free to a good home, great podcast. Sure. Thank you. We've just started making that again. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank it's you. It's funny stuff, good content. <laughs> thank you. And I'd like to thank you for letting me wear this official uh, Spy Who Shagged Me hat. That's yeah. right. This is a this is a mic check first. For the first time ever, mm. we've let a guest wear one mm. of the iconic yep. hats. And yep. as we all know, the rules are... Once the crown dots <laughs> upon my head, you are actually part of the Mike yeah. Czech Republic. Welcome, yeah. so welcome, leaders. brother. Thank you. Can I just say mm-hmm. that it's a beautiful day outside. It mm-hmm. is wonderful. It's that kind of tail end of winter, winter Christmas. Ah, We're yeah. just sitting in a park and you can read for hours and not overheat. Oh. And you absolute fuckwits mm-hmm. have made me sit mm-hmm. inside and watch... A one and a half hour long movie that um, doesn't even star Mike Myers. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. that is the greatest twist of all, ladies and gentlemen. And that is that this episode, very special episode, we've got Ben on for. We are we're daring to tread outside the Mike Myers cinematic yeah. universe, the MMCU. We are <laughs> we're going to look at the other British spy franchise, the other iconic British spy franchise, with a little. Funny twist. Yeah. <laughs> Not unlike Austin Powers himself. What would that uh, comedy spy franchise be, Alexi? It'd be a spy franchise called Jonathan English. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking the about full title. Johnny English is daring. Johnny English is dashing. Agent One, you overestimate your power over women. I'd say that would be virtually impossible. Johnny English is dreaming. English! Gentlemen. Agent One. Hello? This is Intelligence Headquarters. Remember when I told you the only way you'd become an agent was if all the other agents were dead? Well, put some bloody clothes on and get over here right away. Thank you, sir. You're unbelievable. Yes, we, we, we were inspired by the brand new news this week that they were going to be making, close, finally closing up the trilogy of the Johnny <laughs> yeah. English franchise starring Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean. Yep. And we, uh, we thought that now it'll be on equal standing with Austin Powers. Three, yeah. three, three films apiece. Three for three. Three for three. For, for running time. <laughs> Uh, is, is Austin Powers about a 90 minute hour? Yeah, it's about I would, 96, I would, I would so. say. Yeah, right. I would say exactly 96 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, what year did Austin Powers come out? 1997. Who directed it? Jay Roach. <laughs> so can I just... So to, to preface all this, mm. yeah. I thought I had seen Johnny English. Yeah. And I'm still not sure if I had before this, having <laughs> seen it. Like, um, Are you I'm, sure if you have now? <laughs> look, I mean, that is undeniable, and, it, and it's made me furious. <laughs> but um, but I wasn't. I, there was so much in it that I yeah. didn't remember that yes. I I should have remembered. I think what you remember is seeing posters for Johnny English. But I also, I do remember Malkovich. I do remember. Oh, yeah, I had no memory of Malkovich. So how do we want to tackle this? I think. We need to start a whole separate podcast, baby. I think we got to meet 
every week to do an hour, <laughs> <laughs> an hour analysis of this. I think, the, okay, the way to tackle it is this. Mm-hmm. We have to dive in by first discussing our relationships with Rowan Atkinson. Yes. Okay. He's okay. my stepdad. <laughs> really? Yeah. Now that so, I didn't know. So it's complicated. Okay. It's some very complicated emotions. <laughs> should we get? In, should we do a whole separate pod? Should we get into it? All right, let's do it, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to hoofing around the bean with three boys chatting. Rowan Atkinson. We're going right up into it, and we're going to hoof around this bean. You guys ready for a Chatkinson? Let's do it. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Is it Rowan Chatkinson? Or should I kill myself? <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> Van Gogh made some amazing art yeah. and also killed himself. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you came up with Rowan Jackinson and the door to that is still open. <laughs> so Rowan Atkinson, best known for playing Would it be Mr. The Bean? concierge <laughs> in Love Actually at the jewellery store. Which I actually think is a fantastic performance. Mm, yeah, he's it's wonderful. Hilarious. He's it's truly one of the great actors, I would say. There was a I read something somewhere that there was an implication in one of the deleted scenes that that man was magic. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, he yeah, he was like a, an angel. He was yeah, like a Christmas yeah, angel. Yeah. He was a classic Michael from the John Travolta sure. film Michael. Or like um, the, like a Capra character, like yeah. uh, the, the guardian angel in yeah. uh, It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. I think that's what they were... But then they just cut it out. So, like, that would be weird for him. Mm. Yeah. Like, like, it's like if... if Ian uh, McKellen just discovered that like Magneto wasn't p- powerful in a, yeah. in a re-edit. Like he's just an old man. So <laughs> like, well, I was, I was sort of playing it as a magic person. Like, no, 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 you're not magic. No, yeah, you're just no. an old dude in a few scenes. Yeah. Uh, I think he. My relationship with Ryan Atkinson is is uh, complicated because not only is he my stepdad, but yeah. I think he has. Possibly, I mean, maybe Mike Myers is sim- maybe maybe this is one parallel. Mm. The the gap between his highs and lows oh, are, are, yes. is, is astonishing to me. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Mr. Bean is, I think, one of the better pieces of comedy produced in the last half century. Like yeah, I think it's incredible. Yeah. It's Timeless. very funny stuff. It will live on, but even within that character, you have the movies which are notoriously bad. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Because he, he also, you know, watching the credits just now, mm. he also didn't have anything to do with the writing of that film at all. No. No, uh, no. it doesn't seem. And um, I don't know, I, like, is, is that, is that does, does he just sign on to stuff that, like, mm. he doesn't I have creative control like, over? Is that the problem? Well, here's what I read. I read about this just then when we finished watching the movie on IMDB, the Internet Movie, movie. Database. Marvelous website. It's, mm. You can find out so much knowledge about films about out films. there. Oh my you can God. find out how long they are, yep. Yep. what other the dudes budget. think of them, yep. <laughs> who was in them. Some little funny little facts. Yeah, yep. sometimes there's a goofs section. That's, That's a good. <laughs> you yep. can find out if they fucked up making the movie along yeah. the way. <laughs> so in the, uh, in the trivia section on the Internet Movie Database, it's uh, it informed me that this character was based on a character that Rowan Atkinson did for a series of mm. commercials for a credit card in the UK. What? And he was a Bond parody then that they then, I guess, spun off into this... He wasn't called John English. He was unnamed, I think. He had a name that was literally like more a Bond parody, like Jeffrey Bluff or something like that. <laughs> and then that, came, that character continued on with another comic actor in the commercials. But Johnny English is only inspired okay. by the credit card commercials. Mm. So, but, so- however, he also had a sidekick in those commercials named Boff. 
who oh. is in these movies oh, as well. Okay. That yeah. makes sense of that completely pointless character yeah. in this film. Played was, by Robbie Miller? No, not played by that dude. Different okay. person. But there you go. It was it was basically like I think he probably would have had some creative input in those ads. Mm. Someone would have pitched Rowan Atkinson as a Bond uh, parody. He would have Can you imagine how awful up, that person who pitched that would be? Oh, uh, yes, I can. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been in many uh, <laughs> creative agencies, yeah. and I know these assholes. Um, the that like kind of brings me to the, like the first thing I noticed about this film, which is actually really surprising and something I wasn't prepared for. In that, for the fact that it's inspired by this Bond parody, mm. it's billed as a Bond parody. It's kind of like whole reason to be is a Bond parody, and it it's is reason not d'être. If yeah, you exactly. <laughs> and despite all these things, it is not a Bond parody in no. any way. But no, the no, most no. bizarre thing about this movie is that it is literally written by yeah. Purvis and Wade, who are the staff writers of James Bond. They've written everyone since the Pierce Brosnan era. That is mind blowing. Yes, to me. I think that's the key to this movie in some weird way, and I'm going to try and find a way to unlock it because. Why would they do this? I mean, are they? Is it just that they had a bunch of gag ideas that they pitched for Pierce Brosnan? Like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if um, James Bond James Bond walked <laughs> through a pile of shit? <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be funny? And they were like, "Not for this, no, and not for like, this right, film." Well, and then they look at each other and give mm, a little nod that's it. like, "Put that in the other folder." Yeah, oh, they definitely had. I think they definitely. You're absolutely right. They have a folder of ideas. It's like, well, this is obviously too wacky for the uh, for the MGM stuff. Mm. But, yeah, uh, but wait till we get our hands like, on our own friends. It's just gonna be yeah. And it, there is a real like. This is the teachers putting on a funny play vibe to it. You know what I mean? Like uh, it so is. This and, and also like I think I think one of the big things that, that makes this film and that really stands out with this film is that it doesn't have the contempt for the source material that a parody kind of needs. Mm. Yeah. Or even I mean? a love for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it has a, ambivalent to it. Like yeah, it has like a real like workmanlike relationship totally. to it. Because that's their job. Yeah, well, I mean, down to the director. You were telling me the director of this fucking comedy is the director of Sliding Doors. Like, why not just get a comedy director? This action comedy. Is Sliding yeah. Doors not a comedy? I it's mean, a dr- dramatic. I've never seen it, but I always assumed it was film. like a romantic comedy. No, no not it's a just a romantic film. But it no. stars the greatest comedy of them all, Gwyneth Paltrow. It does. <laughs> her her comedy chops are on display in this film. I wonder if it's also like comparing it to like Austin Powers, and I'm, I might be jumping ahead mm. here. But like, I was talking to somebody recently, maybe even been you, Alexi Toliopoulos, mm-hmm. about why Wake and Fright is such a good film. Yeah. And it's because it was directed by an outsider. Yes. And it was somebody who, like, I think it was a Canadian director who, like... Uh, I'm trying to think. It's it's the same person that did uh, Rambo 2. Right. So, yeah, but it's not an Australian. And so they can kind of, like, with an yeah. outsider's eye, identify what's interesting. And in, mm. in this case, horrifying about, yeah, totally. about something that the insiders can't. Whereas, like, Austin Powers, again, d- created by a Canadian mm-hmm. um, who's not part of that British world and has that outsider's eye mm. and creates a character that finds things in that Bond universe that yeah. we... You know what I mean? The, 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 the natives take for granted. Mm. Yeah. I, I think I think that might be part of it. And also, I think maybe... Maybe the problem is that because these people are writing Bond, mm. they can't go too hard on Bond. Yeah, like whether that's like legally or just like... In it's their, also their day job. They yeah. just, <laughs> it they feels like they had it. to divorce themselves from. Let's yeah, try. Yeah. Let's try and identify what Johnny English is before we keep moving further. Okay. So Johnny English, it's from the year two thousand and three. Okay. It stars Rowan Atkinson. Yep. Mm-hmm. As the titular Johnny English. Yep. Now, when you say titular, when I say yeah. titular, I, have, I don't. 
of course, I'm not referring to the pornographic parody of Dracula <laughs> that stars a big-breasted woman with fangs coming out of her titties. That's, That's not what you're I did about. see okay. that you guys had some incredible uh, <laughs> fan art. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we did. It really has... I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. And I think, honestly, I can't stop looking at it. There's there's a real, like, kind of HP Lovecraft, an image that drives a person (laughs) insane and sort of vibe to it. (laughs) Well, we understand what that's all about. So, it's from 2001... The movie begins no, with... 2003. 2003. 2003. Sorry, 2001. It's a post-9-11 film. A lot film. of shit happened in that <laughs> it's, time. It's, it's steeped. Yeah. It, it's very much a post-9-11 film. Yeah, it totally absolutely. is. Because yeah. it's about There's world. even a scene with a plane flying close to two twin towers. <laughs> But the, the movie begins with um, uh, a funeral for an agent who died on the job. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then Johnny English is in charge of the security of the funeral. Yeah. Unfortunately, the funeral explodes. <laughs> yeah. Tragically, we did, oh, we did we lose. We never everyone. discover why that funeral exploded. I think the bad guys put yeah. a bomb in the. Sure, yeah, but we don't know who shit. they were or why they did nah, that. No, I think it was um, Mr. Malkovich's uh, right. fat German friend. Oh, who, okay. Uh, who I guess they didn't want the agents around, so he's. Coronation could go but also, without a hit. No, I don't know if this is because they didn't want to like s- shell out for extras, but like yeah. the, the world of this film suggests there are like 12, <laughs> 12, 12 agents in all of MI6. Yeah, that's it. That's all you need. That's all 12, you need. 12, mm. 12 agents, 12 disciples. So, yeah, the setup is very much King Ralph. It and is, it is exactly. the setup to King Ralph. Yeah. So, everyone dies. Johnny English is like the last agent left alive. So, he gets put on a headlining case yeah. where he um, he actually is quite a fucking idiot and should have been <laughs> yeah. left with in charge of this. So, it's him and one of the agent played by Rob Miller from Worst Week of the Life. Ben Miller, actually. Ben Miller. I keep calling you said him Rob three Miller. three different names. Yeah. I, keep getting, I always get Ben Miller and Rob Brydon confused. They look so. Similar, um, always in my mind, they're the same. Bloke. I wish it was Rob Brydon. I mm. wish there was another, like, I, think, I wish this was Coogan and Brydon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, you, one of you p- turned to me during the film and we we're like, This comedy movie has two comedians. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, that's so weird. And then Natalie Imbruglia is Natalie, one hey, of famous them. comedian yeah. Natalie Imbruglia. Yeah, she's funny as fuck, dude. She has <laughs> so little to do in this movie, it is <laughs> astonishing. I reckon you could actually edit every scene with her. Out, like every frame, and oh, it, yeah. you would, it would, it would, it would be the, the same, same movie. movie. It's the same movie, yeah. It's just like if, uh, <laughs> like with Raiders of the Lost Ark, if Indiana Jones never went to find the Ark, the same events would have transpired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, exactly. <laughs> this is the same, but with. But Nelly if you Rui. compare this to Austin Powers in that sense, Austin Powers has got Groundlings graduates coming out of the bloody wazoo. Yeah, this movie has got no. Footlights, one motherfuckers One neighbor's in it. grad. Yeah, it's yeah. got one neighbor's grad. It's got fucking Rowan Atkinson, the titular Bean, and it's also yeah. got... What's his name? Ben Miller. Ben Miller. Can and then just... everyone else is a faceless man. Yeah. No one. There's everyone is an offcut of an actor. It is. It is incredible. I, I have not seen a film in so long with so few yes. recognizable people. <laughs> we kept saying that the whole way through. We're looking at the. It's clear that they had people they wanted in yeah. mind, and they found someone who looked kind of like. Them. Yeah. 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 Like this cunt's James Cromwell. This guy's the fat guy from Pie in the Sky and Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a history boy over there. Yeah. <laughs> James Corden, blah, blah, blah. Oh, if only James Corden could have been in there just to spice up those car scenes. But you're... Singing along with Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want. But you're right. Like, that, that is something that is so great about Austin Powers in mm. that, like, 
they just get a bunch of incredibly funny people. A lot of them, like, mm. at the peak of their powers. Yeah. No yes. pun intended. Austin Powers. And, and just, and just, that and just pun. kind of let them run loose. And yeah. Like, You've got Will Ferrell in the yeah, little minor yeah, roles. Yeah, forget that. Exactly. Mindy Sterling. Mindy Sterling's so funny as Vern Ralph Abyssinia. Yeah, Vern Troyer. <laughs> famous comedian Vern Troyer. <laughs> One of the funniest blokes on the planet is but, Vern Troyer. But also, like, people who you didn't think were funny... Who are allowed to be funny in this film? Like Robert Wagner is yeah. really funny. Michael York Accused is hilarious. Murder of Robert Wagner. Wagner. Yeah. But unfortunately, there is no solid. Tragically, proof there either. is no proof. Tragically, the man is allowed to walk free. That is wild, isn't it? But not only is he a murderer, but he's a murderer of another famous person. I'm obsessed with it. This movie couldn't even get a murderer to star in it that we all know. They could have got any murderer that would have been more famous than any of the movies in this. If they got freaking Manson or something in it, Charles or or Marilyn, either of them. It's just, it is, so yeah, so sorry, the, to go back to, to explaining what it is. Mm. So that's the setup. He's a very bad spy indeed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, he is tasked with uh, protecting the crown jewels at one point. Yeah, that's how it all starts. And then there is a Frenchman played by John Malkovich. In who, a delicious performance. Oh boy, he makes a meal out of that accent. He's he, just like, hello, it is me, Jean-Marc Like, yeah. But the, and I was saying this to you guys, the weird thing is that John Malkovich speaks French completely fluently. Like really? he's mm. in a lot of French movies mm. and TV stuff. Like he plays Javert in the Depardieu Les Mis. That's oh, all in yeah. French. Um, I'm pretty sure. Um, he he can speak French, and in my in my experience, people who can speak mm. French can also do pretty good French accents. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> it's like um But he's an actor, my dear boy. <laughs> he's putting his own twist. He made on the it. choice to make this character be a like a, a, a Frenchman from a cartoon, like from Victor and Hugo or yeah. something like that, who is like What's Victor and Hugo? Oh, it was a great, You don't remember Victor and Hugo? Uh, no, I don't know Victor Hugo. Comedy. Yeah, well that's okay. yeah, the that's, that's, that's the goof, Alexi. Mm. Yeah, I get it. They Funny were cat stuff. burglars, weren't they? Or something? They were bunglers in mm. crime. Bunglers in crime, yeah. Okay. And yeah. they'd um they just try and steal some, but not unlike they were the I would say they were the, the crime version of Johnny English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were the dark side of Johnny English. Yeah. A modern asterisk and herbalist. <laughs> kind of. Do you know who I want to see remake this film? Oh, who? Nolan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I want yeah. to see him put a bit Imagine of a dark Nolan's twist on it. Imagine twist on this. Yeah. Yeah. He could just God. make it fucking gritty, dude. Yep. Yeah. Just yep. grit it up. A real minimal colour palette, mm. I reckon. So then, Hans like, Zimmer score. Yep, Absolutely. In keeping with, um, and this is this is something in that, keeping with mum. Is that the the movie we talked about? The Rowan Atkinson film. In in keeping with, like I suppose, one thing that they do kind of get right about the Bond parody, mm. and it's a very specific kind of Bond film. There, it's like kind of a Roger Moore Bond film that they're parodying, where it's like the the villain's plan is absurd and yeah. completely. So basically, Malkovich's plan in this whole film is to become king of England and then using royal powers. Um, seize all the land in England and turn it into a giant prison. Yes, yeah. a very escape from New York type. Uh, yeah, plot there. Uh, yeah, and and that's what English foils. I've described basically the entire film. I think that's, that's it, it. That's it. That's it. Now, what I think we're lacking, is, what we're not describing, is that there are many scenes of Johnny English having something embarrassing going on it's behind the, him that yeah. he doesn't know about, but yeah. everyone else can see. He's trodden into the wrong situation. He's got the wrong end of the stick. Oh my! And I'm talking 
Maybe you'd think maybe two or three scenes like that. I reckon maybe 17 or 18. I would say there is not a single scene in this film where the comic pre- uh, premise is not that. Yeah. He's it's- confident, but everyone else can see that he's embarrassed. And he's himself. monologuing very seriously. Yeah. Like he's got the high ground on mm. everybody. And people are like in the background being like, oh, no, oh, Johnny, you, yeah. you, 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 you mustn't. Turn around and okay. he's like, no, don't talk over me. Uh, I think you'll find that yeah. this isn't the Archbishop at all. Johnny, oh, no. yeah. and it's, it's from every. Everything from the start of the film where he says everything's perfectly safe and then an explosion happens behind him yep. to him standing in front of a hole that he doesn't know about is behind him. <laughs> to him revealing the asshole of an archbishop <laughs> to, to a televised audience. To him revealing that the crown jewels are not there anymore. Yeah. Like, to him revealing that he's actually at the wrong funeral. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, to him becoming the king. Yes. <laughs> My God. My God. I mean, like, when you are writing a film, I, I've mm. never written a film, I'll be honest. Mm. I, I'm not going to pretend I have. But you should when, pretend you have. It <laughs> makes, it'll you make have. your point be more true. Because can I say something to you? Yep. Dress for the job you want. That's exactly. true. That's and true. I mean that. So okay. just tell people So you I've wrote written a, a bunch of films. Okay. Yeah. I wrote right. Schindler's List. One of the great films. That's Thank you. a hilarious film. Dude. Thank you. Well, I'm not entirely <laughs> sure that you've <laughs> seen it. Oh, I'm a Holocaust denier. Good Lord. Um... No, so I've written a couple of films, and uh, it occurs to me that it's interesting that there are three names on this screenplay, yep. and not yep. one of them turned to one of the other two and went, hang on, is this not the same setup <laughs> as the other 16 times we've done this? Now, here's an interesting bit of trivia. I'm glad you brought up the screenwriters, right? So two of them, as we know, Purvis and Wade, write for the Bond films. Mm-hmm. They've, they even wrote Spectre, actually. They've, they've written all of them since Pierce Brosnan. They've written Brosnan. a lot of them. They're um, co-writers on all of them. Now, the third writer, who I believe, my theory is that this person was brought on to do a rewrite. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, yep, yep, this yep. is William Davies. He... Uh, he has co-written a number of films, including 1988's Twins. <gasps> oh, um, oh, wonderful movie. Uh, Flushed Away, How to Train Your Dragon. Flushed Away is also a James Bond parody, isn't it, with mice? Yeah, it is, yeah. How to Train Your Dragon. And you wrote How to Train Your Dragon? Because How to Train Your Dragon was quite good. Yeah, wonderful movie. How about movie. this one, guys? Puss in Boots. Oh, my God. This ties into the an Mike up- Myers cinematic universe. Pod- an upcoming episode of this yeah. podcast itself. Yeah. So this guy has this guy's wow. comedy chops. Everyone Twins in is Hollywood is just fucking with each other the whole time. Huh? <laughs> I reckon you're right. I reckon he was brought in to do rewrites because this doesn't mm. this this the, the tone of this film does not gel with the ones that you've just mentioned. No, I almost think that Purvis and Wade's job on this film because they've been seen as kind of people that have. Uh, ruined the James Bond franchise. Really? This is someone... I'm talking to someone that's... You know, I may not have written a film, but I've written a few comments on James Bond. I reckon you should just say you've written a film. Okay, I've written a bunch of You wrote the good Germans. I wrote the good German. (laughs) I wrote the good... Fucking hilarious, dude. (laughs) I wrote the good Shepherd. Yeah. yeah. The good son. I've written a lot of good movies. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, But... Uh, they they have a very negative um, a negative public persona non gratis with a lot of <laughs> the fans. <laughs> the what James a great Bond mumbled fans. metaphor that was. <laughs> I mean, they don't the James Bond fans Bond Bond maniacs whatever you're going to call them Bond Bond heads Bondlings Bond head, yeah. Bondlings they're not into they're not into them but because I think they've hacked up the franchise. I would say that they have been behind probably two of the. Ben, mm. ben, like Goldeneye and Casino Royale, mm. I reckon are, are probably mm. up there. Yeah. I mean, the other ones have been hot garbage, but well, they've ridden those two. They were the soul riders, or two. The, I mean, they're not soul if it's two of them, but uh, no, but you can be the, like, that, twin that team soul. Was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're the team behind Die Another Day, which is famously a stinky piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, 
But that's like, I don't know. Like, I feel like Bond is one of those properties that people tend to like mm. think was a lot better than it oh, was. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like there are Bond movies that are absurdly bad. Yeah. yeah. And there's not one where you're like, wow, that is a masterpiece. Yeah. There's no single one where you're like, that is truly one of the greatest films of all time. I yeah. reckon I've watched every Bond film I've watched. I've come away from it going, the gadgets are cool. The, the babes the, are hot. The babes are hot. <laughs> yep. And Roger Deakins cinematography mm. is mwah. That's mm. like the main things I Magnificent. can compliment. Yeah. <laughs> but this this is why I'm a bit confused because if this guy, this William Davis guy, mm. has some good comedy chops yep. and they've written this film that has the same comedy set piece for every, uh, every scene, mm. that is why I think <laughs> that Rowan Atkinson is the auteur of this film mm. in that he's come in as the star, to as goof the slapstick king. Mm-hmm. He's looked at every scene and gone, you know what? Let's let's have me fighting no one in this scene. Let's have yeah. me nearly stepping into a hole. Let's L- Yeah, I mean, I will say that I've just it, I've just thought of one setup that mm. actually goes for quite a while, which mm. doesn't involve the situation that we've discussed, mm. which is a scene in the film where he climbs up a pipe um, and oh, then yeah. um, the pipe... <laughs> Is covered in shit, and he gets covered in shit. <laughs> the it's pipe a, is revealed to be a, a room, tank. a yeah. room in a castle where several men are all shitting at the same time, <laughs> and there is no, there's no barricades between them. It's just a room where men are pantsless, reading the paper, <laughs> shitting down like the same sync, pipes. In sync, <laughs> they are shitting. Like, they all get up at exactly the same, the same time. time. Oh my god, I um. I remember this is I don't mean to brag guys but I've traveled overseas mm. and oh, wow. um really when awesome. I went to really last awesome, time dude. I went to New York City okay. oh the New City York City of apples yep I went into I needed to shit okay I've <laughs> Look, as someone who's been to shit in New York before, you I get feel it. you, yeah. You get it. This is a very relatable thing. And I, was in yeah. a- <laughs> I actually remember doing a shit in a Greek restaurant. So I, used, <laughs> I used my language to get on in there. I was in a park, not the park, but one of the parks. Yep. And I went into the bathroom and it was a room exactly like the one in this movie. Really? Where there were no barricades wow. between toilets and there were two or three people <laughs> shitting. In this big were room, they like, were they going like, "Hey, I'm shitting here," <laughs> and I had like a panic attack and oh I couldn't shit. Oh, I walked into the room and I froze in my tracks, just completely not expecting to see a room full of toilets <laughs> with three people shitting in front of me. Which Wait, park was this? Uh, um, one of the ones where you can buy drugs in Union Square. Union okay, Square yeah. wow. So wait, there was just blokes <laughs> shitting in a room. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is. I mean, that's not abnormal. I always think that's strange where you like every office building just has one room where everyone goes to like take their pants off and shit. <laughs> at least there are barricades. There. Yeah. And yeah, you yeah. hope that is the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> you do hope that most offices designate that room as the bathroom. <laughs> well, sometimes the CEO's office yeah. as a prank. <laughs> a lot of people shit on the copier, you know? A lot of people do that. Christmas parties are wild and wild. Oh office, my dudes. God. But yeah, no, so. I, do you think Atkinson came in and went? I can. I want to. I want to add some. He'll stuff punch. To this. He punched up every scene. I reckon. Yeah. In the way that, like, um, uh... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Who's Clouseau? Who, you know? Well, Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers. Or Steve Martin. Steve Martin for the purest <laughs> Both of them. There. I think both of them are comedic actors mm. who are physical. And even Mike Myers himself are mm. the kind of people who would come into a thing they didn't write and punch up every scene with their own stuff. But well, that's what we would think of Mike Myers when he does a movie such as... Cat in the Hat. Cat in the Hat mm. or um, what's this, this, the Plains movie? Uh, view from the top. A view from the top, yeah, where yeah, he's yeah. like, "Well, to make this funny, I'm going to go cross. I'm going to have a cross eye, and I'm going to go a little bit crazy yeah. and yell at them. I'm going to say the line where I say fly, fly.' Like they're getting him. They're getting Rowan Atkinson for a reason because he's Mr. Bean. He's funny, and I feel like they would have on set. They would have all just let him do a lot of what mm. he wanted. But, like on that. For, okay, so like I. In, in in the very first thing in the movie, he's playing this like kind of suave debonair guy, mm. and I turned mm. to one of you guys. I was like, "It is just so amazing how against like how this does not speak to any of his oh, comedic yeah. totally. skill sets." Yeah. And you were like, "Wait a minute!" And it was a dream sequence, and then he's revealed to be like this bumbling guy, which is definitely more in the Atkinson wheelhouse. Mm. But I would still argue that like that's not his strength at all. Like the, the thing about Mr. Bean, which is like so funny, is he's so childish and mm. petty and, and nasty and, and nasty. Exactly, he's not. He's not suave. Mm. He's not cool, and and he's not even like somebody trying to be that. Yeah. So like bumbling isn't is like I know that to say that Mr. Bean doesn't bumble is is is, is that's is, controversial. It's controversial. Yeah, I mean the but, boards are gonna go crazy. <laughs> but he like he, he kind of it's I wouldn't describe it that way. Mm. There's there's yeah I, I just think that this didn't um this didn't this didn't play to his strengths. No, I yeah I don't. That's the thing because when he's played Blackadder, he's done the kind of like uh, arrogant asshole who's trying to be suave or yeah. trying to be a high intelligent, status, a high status has character. High status. But this character is not Blackadder or Mr. Bean. He's sort of somewhere in the middle because he's Johnny English, darling. <laughs> but but, but again, Mr. Bean. I mean, Blackadder. He is surrounded by these Footlights grads. Yeah, mm. true. Like he's surrounded by this incredible cast of comedians. Now, where was Stephen Fry in this movie? Stephen yeah. Fry been anything? Where were either yeah. of those guys? Yeah. Even fucking Baldrick. What's Tony Robinson doing? Is <laughs> What's he, he, oh, he's doing a documentary about World War Two or some something. Fucking get him in Johnny English. Finding some bullets in a fucking field. <laughs> <laughs> what doing? There are other people who can do that who aren't Baldrick. <laughs> There's only one Baldrick, yeah. Tone. Get over here. We need you to play Bob. Get fucking Eric but okay, Idle in is, this oh, movie. Oh, God, stats. We were all oh. these people. I mean, as you say, like, Cleese. Cleese mm. would have done mm. it. Cleese would have... Like, this would have been exactly Cleese what John Cleese was Cleese has a divorce broke. to play yeah. for. He Rick Mail? Come yeah. on, on fucking Rick Mail. Do you know what? <laughs> Rick Mail in the t- the titular character 
Now, when yeah. you say titular, just quickly, I need you to... Um, that would have been a good movie. Yeah. No, it wouldn't. Uh, no, but... it wouldn't. <laughs> it would have been a good movie in the 90s or something, like early 90s, I reckon. But, yeah, I mean, he, he... I reckon he would have made it a better movie. I think it would have been funnier. We would have laughed more, probably. Yeah. And you're probably not that hard to get in contact with. Just rickmail well, at rickmail.com. <laughs> Tragically, Alexi, we, we did lose rickmail oh. last year. Oh, Alexi, no, that but joke that is so much better than it deserves to be. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you were thinking about it for, I reckon, a good minute. I was like, rickmail, that's his name. Okay, let's do something about that. So let's, uh, let's put our own little yeah. spin. So you can't see, it. but Alexi's eyes did, did glaze over yeah. for two minutes. He is famous. Alexi's famous for his glazed over yeah, eyes. Yeah, this is mouth moving. <laughs> Just a different variation of the pun. I think the thing that annoyed me about the character of John English was that sometimes he was high status, like Blackadder, and sometimes he was the innocent, like mm. Bean. But there was no consistency between the two. No. I, I would have liked it if he never seemed aware that he was wrong a lot of the so time. So, like, yeah, exactly. That's like that's what makes uh, like things like Mister Magoo and like. To a degree, like police cops or the mm-hmm. naked gun, which mm-hmm. is like, oh f- yeah, naked gun for sure. They yeah. fuck up, but often in fucking up, they actually do the right, the thing. right thing, and they never notice that they're fucked up. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Can I swear on this podcast? Oh, dude, yeah. And oh, hey, we okay. have started. I'll yeah. say that. <laughs> this is the show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so like, this had none of like, this had the worst of all possible worlds, where mm. like. He fucked up. He didn't fuck up in an interesting way, and he knew he fucked up, but also he didn't care. Like, yeah, he yeah. was. There was no aftermath. No, that's true. And there was no real, like we, there was no real thing. Was like, why is he doing this? At the start of the movie, there's a tiny dream sequence where it's him being a full agent. Yeah, but you never feel mm. the drive. Like this guy really wants to surf his country, and world. he doesn't grow. He doesn't Nothing. change. Sorry, about a minute ago, I said police cops. You meant police squad. I meant police squad. Mm. And if you edit this mea culpa out, I'm <laughs> coming for you. I absolutely promise I will not <laughs> wink. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why are your fingers all crossed up? Oh, don't worry why about it. Why are you knocking it? on wood? <laughs> um, I want to compare it to Austin Powers a Great. little bit now because that's a, a spy comedy that is specifically parodying some early Bond. Early Bond. Like the yeah. Connery era Bond yeah. mostly. and Some uh, Roger Moore flair. Roger Moore now, what's the, what is the difference? Where did one go wrong and one go right in these two? I think what... Um, where the Austin Powers goes right and where this goes wrong is Austin Powers pretty much does adhere to the classic Bond structure. Uh-huh. You know, he's got... he's There's all these underlings and interesting characters and henchmen yeah. and there's a femme fatale and then there's a woman on his side and all of those things and it plays with those tropes. Yeah. It's, it's about Austin being sexy. But, he's but, sexy but out there I mean, in the world. I mean, that's the other thing. I mean, like, I would just say... A, a, as a as a blanket mm. statement that I think the, the the reason why Austin Powers works while, while this doesn't is because the people who made Austin Powers probably thought about it for longer than five mm. fucking minutes. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's, it's also it's not based probably. on a credit card commercial. <laughs> 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 if that's not its source material, um, I would I would agree with you, Alexi. But I'd also say that I think like if you say that every every film mm. is basically a what if, every parody, every comedy mm. is basically a, mm. a, a comic premise. That the what if of 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 Austin Powers is actually a lot more detailed and thought through. Yeah. It's like, what if we applied those kind of tropes and moralities mm. and um, that kind of character to a 
1997 world yeah and 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 what would that fish out of water look like what what would what would it be like if someone who was really good at their job then mm. had to be good at their job now like what would that be like yeah and the what if of johnny english is what if jo- what if james <laughs> bond had brain damage yeah. like, what if mr bean was a spy yeah. <laughs> like that's kind of all it is this, yeah. this, you're not exploring anything and so like i think part of the like the 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 pathos of Austin Powers yeah. if I can call it that it is please you do please. this is a podcast where we discuss Mike Myers as an auteur is, is just that like him realising that he doesn't fit in anymore <laughs> yes. and the things that he thought were good things about him are bad things and there's growth like yep. Oh boy, there's growth. There's that growth. Especially in the end with the penis pump. Exactly. <laughs> me. But the thing, like, I will say the other thing is like there are jokes in Austin Powers that are that far are funny. broader mm. than anything in Johnny English. Like there are oh, there yeah, are jokes yeah. in Austin Powers where he literally drinks shit. Yeah, yes. true. And true. and that is as broad, possibly broader, than mm. climbing up the shit tube. And when yeah. you and But it's, it's they're earned. They are earned. They are earned. We're like, yes, Austin, you drink that shit. (laughs) (laughs) We believe that you could do it. But in in Johnny English, it is basically the same joke over and over again. It's him fucking up in front of people, trying not to let on, having to fake his way out of it. Mm. His gun fucking up. Yeah, his gun fucks up in three different ways. Yes, one, the clip falls out. The other one, the top bit falls (laughs) off. The last one, shit squirts out of it. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember saying to you, when the second thing happened, I was like, how many fucking ways are they mm. going to have to get his gun to fuck up? Yeah. And I will say that as obvious as I felt a lot of that film was, mm. that last one absolutely <laughs> caught me by oh, surprise. That's the best. It's a, that's maybe the linchpin of, the sh- of this whole movie <laughs> yeah. is that they came up with that one first. And like, we've got to build up to it though, yeah. guys. We can't start Rule with of three, baby. Out of a gun. Rule of three. I will say that there is a physical gag earlier on in the mm-hmm. film that made... I, I reckon I probably had three... Lols in this yeah. film. We, I I, I, we all had a few genuine. Big yeah, laughs. I think where where he uh, goes to throw his jacket on the coat hook and he just <laughs> he just swishes it out the window. <laughs> That's great. Was quite funny. Very <laughs> funny. He kills that woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, that whole scene The whole scene of him becoming an official spy We were laughing the entire way through it That should yeah. have been the whole The tone of the whole movie yeah. Is him trying to act cool While fucking shit up Never acknowledging that he's fucking yeah. shit up And just being in basic rooms With simple gadgets mm. yeah. Hurting people if And that was trying the whole, to cover it up Yeah, if that was the whole movie like and it's kind of dark as well because he swaps up he's has to sign his documents to say that he's going to be a full agent mm. she gives him a pen and then he sees an elegant pen on the table he's like oh I remember these we used to have these in the academy or whatever and with one pinch it would t- one little press and it would turn into a dart gun and then he actually shoots this woman and then for the rest of the scene you see her <laughs> getting with the paramedical assistance <laughs> in the background and you're worried that this woman is dead that's very funny dark area for this movie to play in <laughs> Like yeah, exactly. Like that is that is a great example mm. that I think Austin Powers does really well of like committing to a gag and yes. extending, extending, yeah. extending until it's no longer funny. Like like the Will Ferrell being burnt yes, under the desk. Yeah. Yes. So it's like, and it's no mistake that that film was made by like a lot of improvisers, and mm-hmm. that's like one of the core tenets of mm. improvising. It's like mm. you know you you extend until it's no longer funny, and then you advance. Of yeah. course, like most Commit improvisers don't. Pull up early now, <laughs> but like, yeah, that's the kind of thing, right? And like Johnny English, I felt like it would be like, now here's a joke, okay? Well, here's another joke. Here's a funny little bit of information for you, but I'm glad you brought up the pen thing, Lex, because in uh, my little very deep analysis that I've done and research on this film on a little website called Wikipedia.org, yep. and guys, please donate. Um, 
one, many of the gags from the advertisements made it into the film. Yeah, that's never yeah, decided. <laughs> including Johnny English shooting someone with a tranquilizer pen. So wow. that's like, so that would have been an iconic that's ad. Credit card humor. That then yeah. made it into a feature film. Yeah. And I reckon a lot of the gags that we see in this are things that would have been in the ads, like the gun falling out mm. and him throwing stuff out the window. That all seems like little quick gags. They can't have do. a gun in an ad for a credit card. Dude, though, they can should, they? though, dude. Dude, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What does it, does the Wikipedia page say just the general reception of this film? <laughs> because like I, I you know reviews were mixed. Okay. <laughs> okay. I reckon it rotten on rotten tomatoes. Uh, 33%. Oh, that's what uh, I would have guessed. That's rank. Yeah. yeah. That's no good. Nah, I just good like, on him. Though. There was a point that I started feeling bad about shitting on this film and it was when Cam you kept saying, "Oh, it's a kids movie." Mm. Right and like if that- saying it, but I don't know if it really was because like, there was some sex shit in it. Kids of. deserve better than this. They need to see the full sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> just kids. kids should see Grimsby for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, uh, I felt bad too because I started thinking, all right, well maybe it is for children. I remember I was a, I was pretty young when it came out. Mm. Maybe this was for people like you know, twelve, thirteen years old or whatever. But then I remember seeing it on DVD when I was about like eleven years old. And did you think maybe it was funny? 12. Um, I don't think so. Not really. I think I laughed at a few things, but I reckon it would have been mainly the things I laughed at now. It's just the third scene with ten men <laughs> shitting into the same <laughs> toilet. I, I will like. Yeah, I don't know. Like, is there any excuse for a genre parody this bad in a post Austin Powers and indeed post nine eleven world? <laughs> When you've got to be fighting for something out there in the world. 9-11 changed the spoof game. Yeah, Big did. time. Big time. Do you time. know one of my favourite things in the entire world is baby boomers pronouncing spoof as spoof? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, it's a marvellous spoof movie. <laughs> oh, I think I've seen that one. <laughs> I've seen a few of those spoof movies in my time. So, yeah. Why are you winking? <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'm just touching wood. <laughs> so I think, like, yeah, one of the key differences that we've already identified is mm-hmm. that Austin Powers is in many ways an ensemble movie mm-hmm. um, with like, well, it's not. I mean, with the same guy playing two roles. Yeah. <laughs> but it's got an incredible cast yeah. and a murderer in it, as we yeah. mentioned. Yeah. A accused, accused. A murderer a and also a convicted rapist with uh, random tasks. <laughs> oh, that's right. Convicted of rape. Who was yeah. that? The, he odd, was... the odd job type character. Yeah. Was he? The random Hawaiian type. wrestler dude. Yeah. Oh, my. He's yeah. now in prison serving hard time. Yeah. Oh. And where he belongs. And we're trying to get an interview with him on this podcast. <laughs> Have you ever been able to reach out to anybody on the in the Mike Myers-verse and get an interview? Uh, there's a little feelers out there there's at the moment. There's a few some Mike around. Myers. Okay. Some, some fans in Canada have been trying to get us some cool Canadian TV people at the moment. Right. Yeah. They've worked with the great man, Mike Myers. Yeah. But we have not uh, heard hide nor hair from Mike himself. Mm. And we've tweeted at his character, Tommy Maitland, yeah. many times uh, to no avail. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I've just realised? And by the way, I think you say that with a lot of confidence given that uh, you have no proof that he is Tommy Maitland. <laughs> oh, you have no proof. <laughs> hey, you still got no proof. Um, <laughs> I would also say that a, a key difference in uh, the, the worlds of mm. Austin Powers and, and Johnny English is that in Johnny English, it is a world that is ostensibly the same world that we have. In yes. that it's just this one wacky guy in a world that kind of works the same way. I mean, it's yep. the same world. They've got funerals there. Yeah. They've got yeah. they've got parking tickets. Yeah, they've, they've got prime got, ministers. Yes. But like everything in the Austin Powers world is kind of up for absurdity. Yeah. Like like the the scene the, the 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 security guard like not jumping out of the way and then the mm. call to his family like all yeah. of that stuff. It's a cartoon it's, world. Basically. It's a cartoon world yeah. exactly. Yeah. And we're mm. and um, so I just. <laughs> I just like basically headbutted my 
Top Guard. Well, I guess maybe now's a good moment to talk about the bean scenes. And these are our favourite moments <laughs> yeah. from this movie. Mm. Um, for me, I mean, you've already mentioned the coat being thrown out. Yeah, very funny that's stuff. A funny, that's a funny thing for me. I think the high point for me was still the pen scene with the woman in the <laughs> yeah. background. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's just a good comedy scene. Yeah. I like that. Lex, did you have any? Well, I can't stop talking about the 10 guys shitting <laughs> on the toilet at the same time. But I'm not sure if that was a joke or not. I think that was like a thing that was actually in the movie. Um, I would say I did... Uh, I and greatly enjoyed a scene of physical humor mm-hmm. uh, where he has accidentally knocked out someone that uh, in a scene where there's a blackout yeah. and the crown jewels have been stolen and there's assailants walking around the room and he accidentally knocks out one of his allies in the mission who we did not see again in the movie. Nah. Presumably he did kill him <laughs> with a candlestick. But then he's like, oh, I think he's gone into this room and he runs into the room and has to f- fake fight himself behind the door throwing objects around and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, doing the that, old um, pretending yeah. you're choking yourself thing. Exactly. Yeah. I think that was very, very funny. And I th- think that's something that they would have, Roman would have been like, I got an idea for this. Yeah. yeah Guys, let me run wild. That very yeah. much feels like something that was done on set. Mm. It made absolutely no sense oh, in yeah. terms of the plot. No, it made no sense. But no it was s- funny. It was a good set piece. It was good shit, man. That was good shit. You know what's the w- weird, right? Mm. You know, in the follow-up to that scene where he's talking to M, basically, mm-hmm. and he's like... And M's like Pegasus, please. Pegasus, sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. And he's like, uh, "Can you describe the man who?" Oh yeah, that never came. That back. never came back. That was a real setup for. It felt like they were gonna arrest someone who looked exactly or like, just like the a fake background person. gag. Of yeah. Like that, but that never ever came. And back. That, I think that happened that, in Spy Hard. I think there was a scene in yes. the Leslie Nielsen yeah. movie Spy Hard where he gives a fake description of a criminal, and then later you see that guy with really like, crazy it's got, it's got like a paper mache head, right? Yeah, like, like being arrested. But that, yeah. that was a bit of a funny scene. That was almost a bean scene. That was halfway oh, there. Oh, your bar for bean <laughs> Well, just the rev- I just love uh, Rowan Atkinson's face. And when they revealed the hideous creation that he described <laughs> yeah. to the artist as being something so bizarre with like clown hair and like scar meeting in the middle of his face, his, re- his reveal of like him trying to not give away that it's disturbing was very funny. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I think also, like as you said, like a lot of the physical stuff, but also a lot of the mm. face acting that mm. Atkinson brings to it. Like even just eating something gross. He serves a lot of face, darling, is what we're saying. Mm. Ah, very mm. good, yes. Mm. Uh, was there a bean scene for you? Something that brought you through it all? Oh, man. And I'm really trying not to be so negative. But I think they've all been mentioned. <laughs> I mean, I don't doubt I it. Think, yeah. I, I think I, I've, I've, I've got to keep going back to the 10 men shitting. <laughs> but again, I don't know if that was intentional. I don't know. That was a be- joke. Because again, like, there was so many... So, like... I, I, look, I haven't seen... Uh, to be honest, I haven't seen the Austin Powers franchise in quite a while. They're actually mm. very good. Okay. Very But like, stuff. I think I'll come to that event. Is that event still... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Next August Wednesday. August 16. Okay, because yeah. I, I want to see it. I want I do want to see it again because I have fond, men- fond memories. But it feels like there is a gag that they do in Austin Powers mm-hmm. and in a couple of other American movies like it where they like really... Like bell the cat with the setup. They lampshade mm. it. They're like, mm. "This is like I'm gonna put this here and this here, and if you confuse them, like mm. you'll drink shit or whatever." And yeah. like, yeah. part of the joy is how like, oh, winking that is. Yeah. yeah. But Johnny English, that, that's all it does the whole time yeah. without any. And winking. it's not winking, is it? It's just no, like. It's, it- because it's not it's played blinking. in a way that's like someone ex- over-explaining in an mm. exposition style. It's just we see shots of these two rings. One is truth serum and what, one is exactly. a muscle relaxant. And then we go, oh, fuck, he's going to get him confused. And then 10 minutes later, he gets him confused. So, like, the only thing that I think could have been a bean scene for me with the 10 guys shitting is if they were kind of leaning into that. 
Yeah, which mm. they weren't. No. And again, you've you've got this director by acclaimed comedy director Pete Watsy's cunt <laughs> Peter who <Howard>. directed <laughs> who directed the famous comedy Sliding Doors. Yeah, yeah very funny stuff. I would so, have liked to have seen how that's two two realities in Sliding Doors. Mm. Which, I would have liked to have seen a reality where it's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine the Sliding Doors if we didn't watch Johnny English. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I, I think um, one of the other thing, secret ingredients that make Austin Powers such a delicious meal oh is. Is, um, <laughs> that made me physically yeah, ill. What you really, just did <laughs> really uh, sexualized yeah. that. You made well, a meal out of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think one of the secrets ingredients is um, actually Liz Hurley herself as Vanessa Kensington mm-hmm. is she's a oh, great Mrs. Kensington. <laughs> she's a great comedic character in the film yeah. because she's kind of like the real kind of grounded character. Yeah, but she brings a lot of the funny as well by just acting off it and playing off. She's it. got lines that need to be in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. Like, Imbruglia, again, like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, Hurley actually does have some, not only important stuff in that film, like some 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 mm. some uh, load-bearing scenes, mm. but also, like, yeah, like, she has funny moments. It's well, just yeah, a really, she's an actor. It's a great <laughs> yeah. performance. <laughs> not the singer of Torn. <laughs> who, by the way, she does get, Nellie Brillig has one kind of important scene where she has to... Uh, nearly fuck Mr. Bean <laughs> <laughs> to bring him back no, into the game. That is the most. I mean, I was thinking more and more about this, and yeah. it is it is really insulting for an actress to be like for, to, for your agent to be like they want you to do a scene where you make fuck eyes yeah. with Mr. Bean. That's bad enough, but then like <laughs> to th- the, the, the comic premise of the scene is that you think he doesn't want to have yeah, sex with you. Yeah, he turns you down. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which actually we talked about it on the Love Guru episode where is it Jessica Alba? Yeah, just Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba gets hired basically to want to fuck Mike Myers. Sure. Mm. And so she spends the whole movie trying to fuck Mike Myers and he turns her down again and again and again, which is just yeah. the most insulting thing yeah. in the world. That, is. that Mike Myers would say no to Jessica Alba. <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense. But yeah. Does Austin Powers ever turn down anybody? No, um, he asked people if he makes them horny. Actually, true. he does turn down Vanessa in the first movie. Oh, when she's the, drunk. When she's really drunk. It's one of the really best scenes scene. of the movie. Oh, that is yeah. really yeah. sweet. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, it's awesome. It shows that Austin's a better guy than Johnny English himself. Yeah, yeah. Johnny, Austin, English, yeah jo- Johnny English wouldn't do that. He would he, go for it. He was so keen to fuck her. Remember her monologue there where she's like, it's been three years since my fiance died and I haven't made love to anyone and until now I want to root you, Johnny. And he's just jacking it. And it's yeah. like, that's why I don't think it was a kid's movie because he was uh, visibly jacking yeah. it there. You, like, can yeah. see. you can see his penis. You, you can, can see, see his saw the eye of his penis. <laughs> yeah. it, do, it did the classic Hitchcockian thing where it's, you know, it's not, it's not suspensive. It just blows up. You have to go underneath the table and show the bomb sticking <laughs> to build that suspense up. Yuck. All right, I so wonder, that was that. I wonder why she's not in the second one. I know. Well, I guess we're going to have to find out when we do Johnny English oh. Reborn with Ben Jenkins. we got to do the whole trilogy, <laughs> baby. The new one's coming out in two years' time. It's given us a renewed purpose for this podcast. <laughs> how would this movie take two years to make? That looked like it was made in a week. Well, how did any of, that's the thing we were talking about before, is that there was, there's was there been eight years between each sequel yes, of which these is, movies. Who was, like, well, I remember the, when the last one came out, I was like, what the? Fuck yeah. Who wanted this movie to happen Well uh, like I said to you It's like Richard Linklater films You know Damn. It's like you wait eight years You do yeah. another You reunite the yeah, team bring again him back. It's like watching the aging process The process mm. of time It's actually very Texan And very cool <laughs> yeah. You love Texas I'm, I'm, I love I'm Texan. looking forward to seeing 
Johnny English 20 years on. Mm. That's what it's going to be 20, over 20 years. But it's no, so it's odd to me. Do, do you think that this is part of Purvis and Wade's contract of bond that they get to like, we want to do a spoof just to let our steam See, out every I, now I and then. I did consider that because yeah. that, that's one of the only things that makes sense to me. Well, did they write the sequel? Let me have a look. Have a look. Uh, Type in Johnny English Reborn into Google. It really Google. doesn't look like they did. Okay. okay. They wrote... They wrote Johnny English, obviously. Who's the bad guy in Johnny English 2? I'd like to know this. Let's find out. Can Johnny we... English Reborn, 2011. Uh, Just read the cast and we'll work out who's the bad yeah. guy in there. Okay. All right. Here's the cast. Rowan Atkinson. It's not him. He'll mm. be he'll be playing mm. Johnny English. Unless he's doing double mm. duty. Gillian <laughs> <laughs> Anderson. Oh, oh, that's a contender. Okay. That actually could be a contender. Dominic West. Oh, it's Dominic West. Yeah, it's Dominic West. It's definitely Dominic West. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Rosamund Pike. <gasps> Rosamund Pike. Yeah. She's in... James Bond, Die Another Day. Ah. So this was not not written by um, Purvis, Purvis and Wade. What's its Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> <laughs> if it's high, I'm going to freak the fuck out. Oh, wow. Critical response was mixed. Oh. <laughs> 39%. Oh, it's, oh, it's a little down. higher, but it's, it's higher. in the same range. This was, this was uh, I'm not gonna a story by out. William Davies. So that guy's returned. Wow, he's back. Yeah. That'll be really interesting. Oh my god, I can't... No. <laughs> I was about to say it would be really interesting to compare, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm very excited to see Johnny English 3. I can't believe it. We're finally getting closer. What do you think series. it's going to be called, Johnny English the third? Also, oh. by the way, we did say there was a moment when we realised Johnny English is a shit name for this character. <laughs> <laughs> when we heard it said in Natalie and Brilliant's thick Australian accent. It's Johnny English. Like, it, oh no, oh, this is a, not a spy's name. It's a placeholder, right? Yeah. It seems like, to be. It's definitely like, oh, it's like Johnny English, but not as stupid as yeah, that. Not like, that. But, but yeah, and then it's like it's, it's that that person like hard cuts to them sitting in the premiere. Being like, yeah. ah, well, well, fuck me. <laughs> Call them something like you know Damien Croft or something like that. Unless it's because Johnny doesn't sound like an English name. Unless it's like well, no, it's, oh it's, yeah, Johnny. It's kind of Johnny playing on James, fucking, right? Like, yeah. but if it's playing on James, Jimmy English would make mm, or Jonathan English. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what Grimsby's or Jonathan Wass. Isn't it Grimsby? Yeah, it's Alan Grimsby. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Graham Grimsby. It Grimsboss. is uh, Grimsby's name. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sasha Baron Why Cohen as the digital Grimsby. Grimsby. Uh, Grimsby's name... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the character's name is not Grimsby. Yeah. That's really? the town that they live in. Yeah. Oh, the brothers, but yeah. we keep calling him Grimsby because we can't remember his name. <laughs> his name is Nobby Butcher. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the the Mark Strong character, as in like the Bond yeah. born type character in that, is named Sebastian Graves, which oh, is very appropriate. That's, good. that's, that's a, a good, good spy. Shit. And he's MI6 as well. well they, they said MI7, yes, which is so not a thing. Either no. it's a higher echelon or... MI6 they was didn't like, get the right. We would really rather MI6. you not. <laughs> What's Bond? Is he MI6? MI6, yeah. Because Fleming was MI6. Mm. And is MI5 the real one? MI, no. no, MI5 is. The, MI6 and MI5 are real. Okay. MI5 is, is territory. Like. A national, right, it's like right, the right. difference between um, the CIA. No, okay. not really, but CIA yeah. and the FBI. Like, it's and is it true that MI stands for Mission Impossible? It is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Cool, I get it now. That was the other thing you you pointed this out really mm. early on, or maybe halfway through, where you were like, "This isn't a Bond parody. This is a Mission Impossible oh, parody." Totally. They're like scaling buildings. They're hacking into mainframes. Yeah. It's just a it's a mishmash of spy genres, but it doesn't commit to any of mm. them, which is yeah. why it doesn't work and why Austin Powers does. Now, I'm giving it 9 out of 10. Okay. <laughs> fair yeah. enough, fair yeah, enough. Absolutely. I'm going to give it the same. I loved it. I can't <laughs> wait for the next two. I'm actually going to go right ahead and give it a 9 out of 10. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. 
great. Shame it had to lose that point, but as we did say, there were some problems. Yeah, there, was, <laughs> there were some things that were boring and not funny and the same shit over and over again. So, so that we is can't why, get perfect. That scores. is why it has lost that one point. Uh, ben, thank you so much for joining us here today they, on Hoofed Around the Beam. <laughs> it was very inconvenient for you, and thank you so much. Um, is there anything you'd like to plug? Obviously, your podcast. Oh, uh, yeah, home. me and Michael Hing, who's, who's been on this show before. Yes, oh, yeah. he's um, done our iconic gold member double episode. Uh, good. Uh, uh, me and him do a uh, do a podcast called Freedom of Good Home. I also do a podcast called Dragon Friends, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, a live D and D comedy show. Fantastic. So you can check both of those out. Awesome. Fuck yeah. What else? Anything else you got uh, coming up in the, oh, works, in the pipes? Don't climb up the pipes, though, because yeah. often there are 10 men shitting at the top of the <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I, that's what I'm going to do. Excellent. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm doing a shit with your mates. <laughs> uh, we have got our screening of Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, for the 20th anniversary, happening next Wednesday night at the Golden Age Cinema at... August 16th. August 16 at 8.30pm yeah. prime time. We're ready for prime we time. We finally made the prime time, babies. Yes. I reckon you should. Ben we'll Jenkins you is going to be there. Yeah. We'll put you on our list of most beautiful boys. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy a ticket. <laughs> Where can people find you online? They can find me at Ben C. Jenkins on Twitter. Excellent. You can email me at alexi at rickmail.com. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter at this is Alexi. You're on Twitter at I am Cameron James. That's right, and uh, you can talk to us at Mike Check Pod on Twitter, on Twitter, or on Facebook at Mike Check uh, with Cameron James and Alexi Toliopoulos. And give us, you know what, go on iTunes, and I I double dare you to give us five stars. Oh, and they won't there, do it. They're cowards. I reckon they should do it. I'm I think they should, it. but I don't think they will. Well, we'll see. All right. And then while you're there, guys, why don't you give us the name of another super specific actor-based spin-off podcast, much like Hooking Around the Bean, and we'll do one for you. Ben, ben what kind of actor-based spin-off would you like to see us do? Do you know what? Time? I was talking to, I think, Alexa Teleopolis mm-hmm. at the pub the other day about this. That's me. Uh, <laughs> I would like a, retro, a podcast dealing with mm-hmm. the career of Kenneth Branagh. <gasps> would be very interesting. And what mm. would we call it? You would call it... 10 out of 10. You would, yes! You would absolutely call it that! Because if there's one person in the world called Kenneth who would despise being called Ken, it's Sir Kenneth Bretner. Oh, 10 out of 10! That's really good. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you for having me. And we'll see you very soon, baby. And we wish you all a good morrow. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.